Okay, so we'll popcorn until we get to that point. Yeah, at some point, the popcorn's going to run stale. And... Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been outside too long? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. I'm, to- I'm totally a podcaster right now. <laughs> That's fine. We we can uh, we can start a popcorn. So thing I've been having a battle with myself lately, and I wanted to talk to you about it. And I th- I, th- okay. I think it would be a good thing to to kind of get your opinion on this. All right, I'm, I'm all in. So I cannot. Or, no, all right. Let me start it this way. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. One movie that has missed me for the better part of however many years it's been out. It's definitely been over ten years, and I I haven't watched it yet is uh the dark knight have you ever watched that no dude i have stayed away from batman movies since jack nicholson um really i'm i'm not a real i'm gonna be honest with you uh i'm not like a comic book guy i understand and respect them but i'm not like a superhero movie type person no not at all like i think i i can't stand them but as far as the batman movies like val kilmer and batman forever was I, to me, that's the best Batman movie ever. But anyways, okay. well, I guess I can't say that because I haven't seen all of them. But I, all right, so they say that The Dark Knight, specifically Heath Ledger playing the Joker, was like the greatest thing ever. Oh, that's Batman the one movie. with Heath Ledger. So I am I was thinking you're talking about the newest one, but you're talking about the one that's where- That's Joaquin Phoenix playing- No, no, no. no that's no, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson. From Twilight. So this one, like from everything I've heard and seen like clips on the internet, that is where like the Joker is his true psychopathic self. In the Dark Knight. Right. Right. So here's the problem that I've had for the last how many ever years that movie's been out, why I can't watch it. I can't watch it because for some reason, in order for him to tap into being the Joker, he has to smack his fucking lips the whole movie. <laughs> Is he like smacking his lips with his hand or is that because he's going right there? Like you just did it. You just did it three times and I want to shoot myself three times in the head, bud. Like I want to watch this movie so bad. And every time it's on Netflix, I'm like, Kyle, just watch the fucking movie. So I'm like, all right, let me check the trailer one more time and I'll watch it. I'm like, oh my God, this looks so good. And then he'll come in like wearing the nurse uniform because the hospital explodes or some shit. And all you hear is, and I'm like, nope, can't do it. Can't fade it. Oh my God. So like that makes sense now that you're saying it because like the uh, scene where he's talking to all those dudes at the table and he's got like the pencil and he's like, you want to see a magic trick? And the whole time he's like, yes, dude. Oh my God. It's that is disgusting. So, and like, it's my so biggest funny. pet peeve. Like you and I have gotten into arguments cause I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> dude. I'm just but- trying to eat and game at the same time. Okay. But like it follows me everywhere. Like I want to watch that movie so bad, bro. But I'm too petty because of how much of a pet peeve it is to me. And like I miss, like I'll skip TikToks all the fucking time because of that. So like I don't understand. These people make these fucking TikToks. So like there's a two part to this. Number one, I don't understand why people get these fucking grand ideas to want to do a TikTok, right? And they're like, oh my God, this is going to hit a fucking million views. No problem. So like, all right, the fucking lights are good. Uh, like my hair looks good. My clothes looks good. The vibe is good. Everything mm. is good. The only thing I need to make this TikTok complete is a fucking salad where I chew with my mouth open. Like, I don't understand that, bro. And then 
The second part of that is it still gets a million views. Like there's a million people watching somebody chew their food inaudibly talking and it gets a million views. Well, you know, that's like an actual, like it's a thing. Like Um, a fetish? No, no, not like a (laughs) fetish. I can't wait to see you chew your food tonight. No, it's, it's like an actual thing and I can probably look it up, but it's, it's like a, it's a problem you have with the sound of someone's lip smacking or chewing and it sends you into a rage. Like I've seen it on the internet a thousand times. So essentially you have a critical condition that you're dying from because you (laughs) don't want to hear people eat. (laughs) Bro, I, I don't know how I'm not dead yet. I can't watch Batman, bro. Dude. So at, at work, you know, I work in a factory and we all take break at the same time. So I'll be sitting there and, you know, everybody's talking. It's like a general dull chatter. But when someone gets to the bottom of their Tupperware and they're doing like... Did you just call it Tupperware? Yeah, what's it called? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what's it called? Tupperware. But look, just because they call stuff... <laughs> That way in New York doesn't mean it's right. When I get to the bottom of their tubberware. Anyway, so the plastic fucking bowl that they're using, they like <laughs> scrape it with a metal fork and it's like a it's like a ding ding ding. Bro, I could listen I to that all at, day long. If someone does it for a long amount of time, I will hundred percent get up. I don't like, give a fuck how close you are to being done your meal. I'm leaving. Like my version of being in the movie Saw would be where the dude comes out on a tricycle. (laughs) Like he rides his little tricycle out and he's like, I want to play a game or however he talks. And he's like, all you have to do for the next 38 seconds is listen to me eat this burrito. And I'd be like, nope, fucking kill me. (laughs) Shoot me. Do whatever you got to do. I don't care. I'm done. Life was good. Had some fun. I'm good. Dude, I'm going to let you know that is pathetic. No, I know I that. It. 100% I, I know that, that I can't even sit through what was supposedly one of the greatest uh, <laughs> acting roles in history because I would rather walk on hot lava than listen to that noise for a millisecond. That is so fucking ridiculous. Like I even but get, I, I mean, like I, if like I do it on accident, like check it, the first bite of a chip is always going to be mouth open, right? Because the chips are big. I get mad at myself to the point where I can't even eat fucking chips anymore. Okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and refer Kyle to the last episode <laughs> for men's mental health. Yo. Uh, I think you should go see a therapist. Yo, this is a plug. This man's about to stop eating because he can't take it. Plug one. <laughs> All right, start the fucking podcast. All right, so this is your rule of the day, teenage dirtbag. I am Lucas. I'm Kyle. And I hope you all enjoy. So this week, I wanted to chop it up with you. I wanted to get together since there's a huge trend on TikTok right now, and it's a huge trend on YouTube. It's everything. There is like a big thing about nostalgic things. And is it nostalgia? Whatever. Nostalgia. There we go. Anyway, um, I wanted to go over like things that make you remember good times in your life. And for me, that was like early to mid middle school until like 11th grade. And then everything went downhill when I became an adult. So um, 
I got like tons of stuff that we could go over tons of stuff that like makes me excited to do, you know, this podcast. So like, since we can put the music in the podcast, uh, cause of copyright issues, are you going to sing it to like bring us into it? No. No. Well, this eh. podcast is going to fail. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Wrap it up. So how was your week though? Before we get into it? Um, it's, it's okay. Um, obviously not everybody knows me and whatever, but, uh, I had recently had like an injury at work. I crushed my foot in between two pieces of equipment. Uh, it's gross as it sounds. So I, uh, I've been dealing with like having to sit at home a lot and not go do anything. And it's getting to the time of year where like, I want to go outside and enjoy life. I hate summer. Can't do it. Uh, and it's starting to get cooler. Like my friends are starting to get ready for our hunting season and I just can't do any of that. And it's, it's frustrating, man. I've lived my whole life, you know, doing things whenever I pleased. And, you know, if I need to go do something that doesn't require help, I'm going to go do it. Now everything requires help. So I, uh, I've been in a bad mood to be honest with you. It's gotta be tough to not be or to have to be like reliant on people. Yeah. It, um, it sucks. Like I have like a guilt trip about it and then I like get aggravated with it, but uh big shout out to my fiance. She has been the glue that's holding the household together here lately. And, um, Gabla. Gabla. <laughs> and, um, it's been really nice that, uh, she's been able to help me out as much as she can. Uh, huge, huge falling. I'm, I'm pretty much a world professional or professional faller now. Um, you know, hit the deck maybe one to two times a day. So I'm starting to set records here. <laughs> First you set records for glizzies on the golf course and now you're setting records for falling oh, in the house. Bro, bro. I'm, we I'm need to get to you four. a life alert. We do, but you know, who's going to come? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just let me die on the floor. But, uh, no, other than that, like I got tattooed. Which was sick. Shout out to Aaron at Sakura Tattoo. So here in good, dude. That tattoo he, uh, is nasty. He is literally, if you like traditional art, that is the person to go to. Um, he's been he's been tattooing me for like twelve years, and uh, I've I mean I trust him. Like I didn't even because of my leg, I didn't get to like get up and look at the stencil, and I didn't actually see the tattoo until he sent me a picture of it like an hour later. So you know, it's oh, because it was I already wrapped. Him. No, no, I just, it, it was like, I couldn't get up because it would like smear the tattoo and gotcha, like the, gotcha. the lines and all that good stuff. So, um, but yeah, huge shout out to him. So that was the, the cool point in my, in nice my week. man. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, do you get anything done at work or did you just sit with your feet up? Oh man, it's been a hell of a week. Let me make you feel like shit that you haven't been doing anything. Um, fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, I talked last episode about attitude check. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that was this weekend, right? I, I, I feel like I know a celebrity now. Right, with Joey, you're talking about. Yeah, dude, it was, I've never seen anything like that. And I've been to a lot of car shows, but I've never seen anything like that, dude. There was over like 300 vehicles that registered for this event. Um, the entire property was just covered in like mini trucks and cars and uh buses that open up to where they like sell merch and shit it was incredible 
that site. So were there like a lot of people there, like a big community thing? Dude, it was massive. That's sick, man. I know, I know he's been working at it for a long time. I'm pretty sure I saw where he said it was, this is his 10th year. Yeah, that was number 10. And that's insane to do anything for 10 years. is just, it's not really heard of unless, you know, you're looking at people on the internet and to do it locally and make it that big. And to make it his, man. That That's another big important thing about Joey being able to, like, do his own thing. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, it was massive, and it was so good. Um, other than that, just been playing music. Um, that's been going really well. I, I feel really good about how much I'm playing drums again. Um, today, today kind of started off a little bad. Um, Wednesday, right. for me, is always steak day. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Steak we always eat steak and pierogies on a fucking Wednesday. So I how get you up. Doing? How you doing? So I, I fucking thaw my steak out last night because my, mm-hmm. my, I have a, a process. The process is Tuesday night, you put the steak out. Wednesday morning, you stick it in marinade, and then you cook it Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. So I get home from work, or no, I get up this morning, and the steak is like fucking purple. Ew. And it had like it smelled like nickels. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nickels. Yeah, like it smelled like <laughs> nickels, bro. So I'm like, I don't like that's not a good start to a Wednesday when you wake up and your fucking steak is purple and smells like nickels, bro. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of how you doing in that. So it started off really bad. So I'm like, I gotta counteract this shit. So I went ahead right. and got fried pickles and pizza for lunch, which I sent you the picture of that pizza. That shit was good. Oh, it looks so good. So good. Oh, huge so fan good. of pizza. Um, and then I got home. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. We're not going to pot until like five. And, um, so I was like, all right, let me get a shower real quick. And my body wash is like at the end of it. So I did like that fart noise thing. So that was awesome. Like where it gets like real high pitch where it's like, and then it like bottoms out where it's like, like that. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm like the fucking day is golden, baby. So everything's been going really good, man. Well, good, man. I'm sorry about your purple steak, but um, oh, you know, all's well that ends well. Pizza bud. turn, pizza turns anything. Around, I got a man. whole fucking uh, three quarter cut of how you doing waiting next Wednesday. It's not a big deal. How are you? So well, hell yeah. How how do you want to get into this? Then we got we so, got a long um, road to go ahead, bud. I think dude, it'd be I got cool a lot to, of stuff. I think it'd be cool to like so like uh, I, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you tell everybody. Um, how this idea evolved and like how we're gonna how we're gonna do it through this podcast okay so um you know i was listening to some of my old favorite bands uh on kyle's playlist he has a y2k playlist um that is just flawless from end to end except for like one band that i absolutely hate yo i'm I'm gonna plug the link for that yeah, you should, should. Hell so yeah. We have, we'll have a couple things 16 that we're going to plug. 16 hours. Yeah, I'm See, I've listened sure. to it. Uh, I listened to it so much that um, I don't really notice it. Like, it just is on, like, a constant loop sometimes. And you still add to it. 16 hours and six minutes. Right? Yeah, I've added, uh, I think, like, seven songs in the past two days. Hell yeah. So we'll plug that um, with one other thing we're going to plug this week. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um but yeah, so I was listening to that podcast and, um, or not that podcast, that playlist. And I got done with that, got home and then, you know, got my evening winded down and I was scrolling through TikTok and I kept seeing people's like 
teenage dirtbag TikToks, which were just so hilarious. And I was like, I don't want to do a teenage dirtbag like TikTok. I want to go through like good stuff that happened. Well, tell everybody like what this, what this phase is of this teenage dirtbag TikTok. So like, what do you mean exactly? Like, like what it is. So like the, like a personal film themselves, like kind of smiling. Oh, tell them what the TikTok is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. My bad. So, uh, yeah, if you live under a rock, uh, (laughs) the TikTok is you'll have someone, you know, thirties and up, you've had like the rock and people like that, you know, it'll start singing like the slower part of the teenage dirtbag song. And then when it gets into the actual chorus of it, it shows them like back in their freshman year. And like you have the people with the freaking, like you remember the rubbery spike eye, uh, eyebrow piercing ring things you got it. Um, what is that place called? Hot topic. Hot topic. Yes. Remember Fucking those? Right. And then like you had like all the black band bracelets and the fucking like the, remember the rabbit that was like the cartoon rabbit that would be like, fuck off. And everybody had the sticker on their car and stuff. Yes, sir. So like it, it, it brings you back to like that time of the, like the late nineties, early two thousands. So, uh, it's well for, for our age generation, obviously it was a lot later for people older than us, but I thought it was really cool how that happened. And, you know, it got me thinking like, it would be fun since me and you were both really into music, um, to kind of like, you know, go through some music and where it put us in life. And like today I I listened to some of these bands while I was running errands and it was, it was really cool to get my headset of like exactly where I was in eighth grade and like all the stupid stuff that I like dealt with and stuff that who gives a shit about it now. So to, to explain it more, because I told Luke that I wanted to do a full uh, review of music of that era. Um, but this is not that episode. That's going to probably be a two part episode in the future. Yeah. This that's, episode going to take a while to do. Yes. We decided to take like three to five albums. I think I actually have five. Yeah. And and I, I went with the band route. I got five bands. Yeah. So Lucas went bands. I went albums and it's, and we're going to try and talk about shit that those, things bring us back to so we're going to talk about nostalgic memories rather than actually going through the music and reviewing and things like that which again i really want to do because i just love that shit i love reviewing music um so we'll do that later on oh yeah dude well what's the first band and album that you got you want me to go first yeah yeah, yeah. i'm anxious all i feel like all mine's gonna be like very uh I don't know, like in, in line for me, but I, I only can think of like two bands that you're going to talk about, but I, I'm anxious to see. <laughs> I already know which ones you're thinking of. I hate them. So, I hate both of them. <laughs> so, all right, I got five bands or five okay. albums. Um, one, I, well, four albums, and then I did an honorable mention. So okay. what, what we're going to do is I'm going to have you pick a number one through four, and whatever you land on, I'll, I'll talk about that album okay well i'm gonna go with three because of dale earnhardt so let's hit three r.i.p so number three i got blink 182 take off your pants and jacket okay okay that's respectable yeah so uh that album for me 
was um, literally what drove me into that style of music on drums. Because it was like, Kyle started playing drums, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came out. Okay, was that when Travis Barker had already... Yeah, he was uh, already in. He, he was already in, okay. just Yeah, sure. I think he started one album before that when Damn It came out. Got you. Because I don't think he was on the original recording of Damn It. No, no, no. They had, uh, I can't remember his name. It's not important. But I don't even know his name. Yeah, they had, uh, I just watched a documentary about it. But um, they, uh, they ended up having someone else and he wanted to quit. And then Travis Barker just kind of like hopped in because I can't, what was the band Travis Barker was in before? Uh, I don't know what band he was in before. I know of other bands that he's been in. I don't know where right. he came from though. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. Wasn't about he in plus 44? Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much all, everyone was in, uh, plus 44. Okay. Well, that but album for me, like I said, sick. I started playing drums and that album kind of shaped me into where I wanted to start going with drums. So like right. it was before an album that I'll get into later that steered me towards more towards metal drumming. Okay. Um, but this, this really shaped like the punk grooves and things like that um right. and it just created that love of like although it wasn't punk rock it had that feel of it so it just shaped like my love for that and um i i just started like playing that style of music on drums and like i was so obsessed with this album so like when i got my drum kit uh i picked it up very quickly but my parents still put me in drum lessons but like, i didn't I would know go that. to, that's sick yeah. Did you did you do those like around uh like where you lived or we went to Ashland. It Ashland, was okay. it was right on the railroad tracks. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I would go there um and my teacher like I would I don't want to say I would like advance quickly, but mm -hmm. like I caught on quickly. So everything that he thought he was going to start teaching me, it was like, "Oh, what about this? No, I can play that." Well, no, I can play that. So it got to the point where he was kind of like, I, I don't really know what to do with you. Um, right. So we decided to um, pick up this book of sheet music of funk grooves. Mm -hmm. And we actually started learning it together because that's what he was teaching himself. So I was like, cool, let's do that together then. Um, so that's where I learned to read sheet music, which I couldn't tell you how to fucking read it now. It's been so long. Um, right. I and mean, that was like 15 years ago. But because uh, I believe that that album came out in 01. Okay. So, I mean, this was early on, bro. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, he started teaching me how to read sheet music, uh, to play these funk grooves. And so what I did was uh, I got a book of Travis Barker's sheet music from that album. And I learned, I, I read his drum parts from front to back on that album and learned how to play it. And uh, it was just that that album meant a lot to me, man. So that's why it ended up on my list, dude. That's sick. Um, so that was like two thousand one. So where were you in, like sixth, seventh grade? Uh, maybe no. Were you still in elementary? I don't know. No, I know you're it, it would have been like sixth or seventh. That's sick, man. That's a good memory to come from that too. Which yeah, uh, that was it, like not I didn't so get much, to listen to them for a long time. Yeah, it wasn't so much like. It, it brought me back to things that people are going to remember as a part of that, like that era, like late nineties, early two thousands, like where we're trying to go with this episode. But mm -hmm. 
that's where that album takes me is it it like it really created that love of that genre of music it really created the start of who i became as a drummer which eventually evolved into a i mean a land of opportunity for me so yeah man hats off to blink 182 for that album but uh let's let's uh let's pick one yeah, from no you doubt. all right so i'm going back like OG, first time I listened to something that wasn't like ACDC or Bad Company. So sixth grade Lucas thought it would be a good idea to get a goth girlfriend. And she... So you were trying to do good things in life. No, is bad. Bad idea. <laughs> this whole episode is bad ideas-ish. Uh, so she got me a good Charlotte album. Uh, it was the one with the TV. I don't remember which one that was. Where they're like... The Young and the Hopeless. Yes, bingo. Bro, I had to covert ops hide that motherfucker from my family. I mean, that was like a huge no. Really? There's nothing bad in that album. Bro, okay, so like this will this will explain every song or like band that I have coming up essentially. Um dude, I grew up like very Pentecostal. Like if it's not Kirk Franklin and Christian music, we're not listening to it. And then that's it, what that album it, was, bro. <laughs> Girls don't like boys. Girls like Jesus Christ and abstinence. Yeah, that's exactly what my mom <laughs> read when she finally found it eventually and broke it in half. Anyways, um, so that was my, like I said, my first introduction into something that was different than like country or, you know, what you heard on the radio old rock that your dad listened to. So, I obsessed with this album, bro. I'm talking like I did a school report on it. I listened to it like all the fucking time. And it was, it was so sick, dude. So like Good Charlotte has always <clears throat> brought me back to like my, my early sixth grade. So that was right before life like dipped down into like, like all the shit in my life happening. Um, and it was cool. It was, uh, it, Dude, when she uh, when she broke up with me, she wanted me to give her the album back, and I just ghosted her, bro. We had a class together, and I was just like, I, I moved my seat. I was like, bitch, you're not getting this album back. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to try and ghost somebody when you're in the same class? <laughs> it's awful. Let me tell everybody it's awful, but guess what? I had that motherfucking CD until No wonder your life's it. been so bad, bro. The goth girl put a fucking hex on you for not giving her back her... Good Charlotte album. Dude, it's it's terrible. But like, <laughs> so that, dude. Every so like, time you fall now in your house. It's I'll, her fault. Just in the faint distance, you can hear a. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like that brings me back to like really specific shit. So that was when I first started skating um, and like became uh, obsessed with that. So that's when like zero... And Jamie Thomas and Chris Cole were around. Fucking right. Dude, I got so obsessed with that. So, like, we had a TV that was the width of, like, four cinder blocks. Or not a TV, <laughs> but, like, a monitor for a computer. And a computer that took up, like, a, a good four foot under, like, our desk. And I would just be looking up anything I could about those two skaters. And that's, so you would say those were your favorite? Oh, without a doubt, dude. Still to this day, I obsess over them. And gotcha. like Chris Cole was sick. Jamie Thomas did a few cool things, but like that was it. There was no other skater that compared to them. Like any other skater I saw, I was like, you fucking suck. 
And wow. Yeah, dude. I was obsessed over them, man. I mean, like I had uh one of my friends in middle school actually gave me a zero wristband and I wore the fucking elastic off that thing. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, that was like my prized possession because like it had a skull on it. Like I'm a 90s Christian kid and my mom was like, no, sir. So I had like this secret hiding place that so far at this point in my life had a good Charlotte album and a zero skating wristband. Do you think it's still there? Oh, no, 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 no. So eventually mom found the CD, threw it away. The zero wristband. Why do moms always find hiding spots? I don't know. It, it, it's literally like, it, it's like they've got a fucking scanner that they go through my, and find it. My bedroom as a, as a kid, as a teenager, had a drop ceiling. And I had the perfect hiding spot, dude. I would lift up one of the ceiling tiles and I would hide a fucking soda can and my pack of cigarettes and my matches, dude. So one night... Everybody goes to bed. I'm like, cool. I'm going to smoke a cigarette in my room because I'm a cool kid. I go <laughs> up there to fucking room? get it out. Yeah, but well, my parents like, smoked in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And this is the house that your parents still live in, right? Correct. Yeah, gotcha, I lived gotcha. in the in the basement. Right. So uh, I, I'm like, cool. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. I'm going to be a cool kid. I fucking go to reach up and lift up the ceiling tile. Nothing is there except a small, tiny piece of paper. <laughs> and it says, we need to talk, mom. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck we do? We don't need to talk about none of this, bro. Dude, that is so funny. So did she like ever bring it up to you? Yeah, I got, dude, I got caught with cigarettes uh, a lot, unfortunately. But uh, I, I just, I don't understand how moms find these fucking hiding spots. I, dude, I don't get it. It's like. Just it, women it's in general with being able to find anything out. I'm telling you, it's like a needle in the haystack, man. It, it's ridiculous. And my mom was the same way, bro. I'm telling you, dude. So this is like a little off, but still back in. So it's it's 10th grade year. I have like just shitty dirtbag friends. And they're like, dude, here's an earring. You need to go pierce your ears tonight. So you were a teenage dirtbag. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> um, and so I was like, dude, you're, you're fucking right. I'm going to go home. This, this, this is my goddamn house. I'm going <laughs> to pierce my ear. So I get home before school or right after school before like we go to church pierce my ear can't get the 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 earring in it so i somehow went in mom's room found like one of those diamond like studs what obviously it wasn't expensive or anything put it in and i'm like i'm the coolest kid here Uh, i'm sorry that the rest of you suck but i have an (laughs) earring now i'm a new person (laughs) and so we get home and my sister had just recently got her ears pierced. So she's she's seven years younger than me. So she's still fairly young. But, you know, like I said, earrings are no-go for a guy in the house. And But she had gotten, like, a bottle of, like, that cleaning solution. And at this point, my ear is on fire, bro. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little of this cleaning solution, clean my ear off. And I do it because my mom had to get something out of the car. So I rushed in the house, cleaned it real quick, got out of the bathroom, was all good. And my mom walks in and is like, why is your sister's like cap for her cleaning solution open? And my sister, uh, who is now way different, she looks at it and she's like, I wouldn't do that. I would never leave this open. And I'm like, (laughs) you've got to be kidding me. And I had long hair at the time, covered my ears. And she was like, lift up your hair. Boom, earring. I, you would have thought I had a 
like a fucking bag of crack in my pocket. <laughs> she is like, take it out. Take it out. And I'm like, bro. And so that, it, dude, it, I didn't have that motherfucker in for four hours. They find everything, bro. You, bro. Like, I don't understand. Like, the military and shit, they're like, well, well you know, this this other country is doing this shit, but we're just trying to figure it out. Put a fucking 30, 40, 50-year-old mom in there, bro. No They'll doubt. find no out doubt. in 10 fucking minutes. Call my mother. Call my mother. Straight up. <laughs> She'll find out their grades in fucking high school and what they <laughs> ate for dinner last night. That's no bullshit. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that's what, um, that's what Good Charlotte brings me back to, man. That was... Honestly, one I, I guess we can call it an alt band, right? I guess that's what we can put it down as. Um, that's that's where you get into that gray area, the fucking the rock genre. I, I'm but gonna call it alt. I could be wrong. If I, anybody I listens to there. this wants to correct me, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I would. Know. I wouldn't go alt rock. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, that uh, that was my first introduction. So I don't listen to them that much anymore. But they they will always be like my sixth grade nostalgic feeling hell yes so for you now i'm gonna pick number one so okay this is people are gonna think this shit was planned but i i promise anybody that listens to this episode this was not planned no i i did not do anything this week pertaining to this podcast i am trash no i'm saying like you and i have not discussed the details we've only told each no. other this is what we're gonna do get your shit together Right. So number one on my list is Good Charlotte, the Young and the Hopeless. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Can I get a GG's in the chat? What's up? Yo, and guess what? It brings my memories back to. Fucking sixth grade, baby. No, skateboarding, dude. Okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. I, I'm so hooked up on how shitty sixth grade was, and that was the only cool thing about it. So that's sick, though. So, so that music and skating... I think go synonymous for a lot of people. Yeah, dude. So like, uh, so like some notes I wrote about that album. I know what my favorite skate shoes ever were. They were audio Jeremy Ray V fours, the black with the white stripes and the fat ass white laces. I I want to say I had three pairs of those shoes alone. Really? See, I would have pegged you for like the Rob Deerdeck DCs. You're a fucking asshole. I mean, your name's (laughs) Kyle, dude. Uh, two E's, bitch. I don't fall in the monster energy drink category. Okay, so real quick before you go on, uh, I was I was into audios too, but I was like, uh, I think eighth grade, I had the Bam Margeras. Do you remember the Him editions? Yeah, dude. Yeah, so I had those. Didn't even know Him was a band, just riding trends, and uh, always wore Fallen. They're on that Y two K playlist. Are they really? Well, CKY, which oh, is yeah, all yeah, yeah. Bam Margera, yeah, all that. Yeah, I had I had audios, fallens, and then um, what were those? It's it was an E. Started with etnies. Etnies. Everyone in my fucking school in sixth grade had etnies. Absolutely, I mean, dude. Everybody. So was it that? Was it that way for you? Uh, being like close to Fredericksburg and stuff. Hundred percent. Okay. So like. Like like I said, audio Jeremy Ray V4s were my favorite shoes of all time. Uh, even at 31 years old, I've more than one time tried to go on eBay to find a pair of them in my size that weren't right. fucking $150 used. Um, they're just my favorite shoes of all time, man. Um, 
second favorite pair of shoes were Circa CX205s with lime green shoelaces. Yep, that's you. That's oh, right my up your fucking alley, God, man. dude. Uh, my parents bought me my first ever pair of skate shoes, which were the audio Jeremy Ray V4s. And uh, I had a buddy. His name was Cody. Right. God rest his soul. Rest in peace, Cody. Um, so Cody was... Cody wanted to be a skateboarder, but did not have the coordination at all to even really stand on a skateboard. And that was when I had just got into skateboarding and I wanted to be able to do all the tricks, man. And we, like, I would always go over his house. He was my best friend. I basically lived at his house and he lived at mine. And, uh, so like we would stay up all night just watching skate videos and listening to Eminem. That was kind of like our thing. Yeah. And, uh, your typical so I, like teenage Saturday night into Sunday. Yeah, dude. So like I, I we would always talk about how like I'd be like, dude, you'd like you don't even skate. How are your shoelaces getting torn up like an actual skater and stuff? And he goes, Oh, dude, I just take the shoelaces and like rub uh I don't even remember what it was, but he would rub it with them to where it like frayed the shoelaces to make it look like he actually Oh, was that a- pork. I feel like we all had <laughs> And I was like, dude, that's awesome. Do it to mine. So it looked like (laughs) I did it. Oh, it was so awesome, dude. And uh, so that was a big memory for me uh, with like that. And it's not like Good Charlotte made me do that. It was just like that album makes me think of skating. And then all of these memories, like I remember my parents and, and you can ask Brian Gordon this because I grew up with him and we went to the same bus stop. Right. Uh, my parents were the type of parents that would drive me to the fucking bus stop in the morning and sit there while I go and hang out with my friends. Like they'd be the only car at the bus stop, dude. Did they let you sit in the car or were they like drop you off and stare at you for 10 minutes? No, like I would get out of the car and they would just sit there until Mm. the bus got there and I got on the bus safely Mm. and gone. Right. So like I finally reached the age where they were like, all right, you can go to the bus stop on your own now. So okay. I'm like, cool. The only way I'm going to do that shit is on a skateboard. So <laughs> that was back before I knew anything about skateboarding, like wh- like how to tighten your trucks or or what types of boards to get um, that were better than just getting like the board that I had, which was like a Walmart board. Right. So I'll never forget it, dude. The first day on my way home from school, because my bus stop was probably about a mile and a half from my house. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, cool, I get to skate home. This is awesome. So uh, you you know the spillway next to my house, right? Yep, yep. So you go over the water, and then like a couple, uh, like maybe like a half a mile, there's a giant fucking hill. And I'm like, I'm going to bomb the shit out of this hill. It's not a big deal. I could do this in my sleep. (laughs) Someone get their camera out? (laughs) Bro, I get like maybe 10 fucking feet down the hill. And again, this was before I knew anything about it. The fucking board just goes into a mega death wobble. And I'm probably only going maybe eight miles an hour. But in my head, I'm going... at least 5,000 miles per hour. Like, I could definitely beat a fighter jet taking off of the fucking runway right now. No kidding. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, Kyle, you got a couple choices here. One, you could go off the road and just kind of slide down the grass. Nah, you don't want to get grass stains on your fucking new audios. Don't do that stupid shit. Or you could just Superman that shit. 
you're just gonna you're gonna jump off the board and you're gonna run as fast as you're skating right now because you oh, can yeah, do that. <laughs> I wish and I it's not even gonna be an wall. issue, bro. So I like I'm like my confidence is through the roof right now, kid. So I'm like, all right, I'm in mega death wobble right now too. So like it probably looks like I'm dancing on this skateboard from how much my body is like convulsing from the wobble. So I'm like, all right. I go to jump off the board. I maybe get three steps in and I'm like, this is it. And I fucking fly (laughs) into the air, bro. And I'm probably in the air again, maybe a quarter of a second, but it felt like I was Superman, dude. Like I was fully parallel to the ground and I could just go anywhere I wanted. I was like, I don't even need the skateboard anymore. I'm going to fly home. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) So I'm literally flying through the air I landed on my elbow and shredded every piece of skin off of my elbow. And for some reason, my fucking shoe flies off. It was probably because the way they made the shoes back then were wide as fuck. So if you barely even trip, the shoe just flies off. So real quick, pause. Did you tie your laces or were you the kid that tucked your laces? So it depends. On, On the audios and the circas... Uh, they were always tied. On Etnies, I always did the straight the laces. The tuck, baby. The straight yeah. laces in the tuck. They could hear I feel you like from that was the only away. way to wear Etnies. Absolutely. Okay, go on. I just needed to know. Yeah, so I, I'm midair. I hit the ground, shred the elbow, bro, and the Gone. shoe just flies. And the like the distance that the shoe took was the distance that I thought I was going to be able to fly through the air. <laughs> and it just rolled down into a ravine like a fucking mud swamp. It was horrible. And I had to get up at that age and convince myself not to cry about it because I'm not a bitch. Although I wanted to cry more than anything, dude. So yeah, that's what good Charlotte makes me think about. (laughs) See, that's the beauty of like, this is why I wanted to do this episode so much because like um, music (laughs) is always going to be a huge part of people's lives. But like, the memories that come from it not fucking like, right soon as you start hearing any type of song like you go right back like i'm looking at the list i have of the the bands that i listen to and i can place so many points in my life on each one of their albums each one of their songs and like me and you have been talking all like since the last podcast about how uh, we want to go about it, make sure we're going to do it correctly and it's not going to be boring. And I've just been listening to these songs and I'm like going back to people like, bro, I can tell you exactly what house I'm in. It's just insane. The memories that like these songs have, you can even tie smells to that shit. Yep. It's insane. And that's crazy, man. And and there is an actual like chemical in your brain. I failed uh, chemistry. Hello. Uh, (laughs) I don't remember what it's called, but I do remember my teacher was always like there's actual like um things as to why like when you hear or smell something it triggers something in your brain i'm too stupid um so and that's sick man and like so let me bring let me unlock another thing that i completely forgot about for you for like good charlotte did you ever get the ccs magazines you're fucking right i did Bro, so I there's a I've been on TikTok way too much since I've been injured. There is a TikTok that brings like this is a lot where I got my some of my uh, ideas from. It 
like shows you flipping through like a CCS magazine. Really? So I, dude, this is like two o'clock in the morning. I'm, How do they even get their fucking hands on it? Dude, so you can go to their website and everything's like online now, obviously, but they do have like a little link that says, uh, we moved to uh, paperless because, you know, saving the earth or whatever. And, uh, but if you want, are feeling nostalgic, order here. I ordered a fucking CCS magazine, bro. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying CCS is still in business? A hundred percent. What? Yes. I had, I had to find out, bro. Like, soon as I got it, like, saw that fucking TikTok, I went right to their website, and it's still a thing. Now, granted, it, it's, it's like when you get on their website, it's like flipping through that book. But I am so fucking excited to get to my mailbox one day and there be a CCS magazine in there. Oh my God. Dude, it's so sick. So I, I assume that everybody can agree. We all circled the shit that we were like, yeah, yeah. I'm totally going to get this. But we <laughs> never got, I never got a single fucking thing out of that magazine. No, bro. 100% never did. But dude, like that was it, too expensive. It, I'm telling you, like my sixth grade year, was Good Charlotte, Skating, and CCS Magazines. And it's crazy. Like you said, we haven't spoken to each other about, you know, what bands and what our memories are, just our general overview. And me or you are, like, fucking in line with the same band and the same memories. Hey, I was sitting here staring at it going, I wonder if he's going to pick one next. That would be some shit. And they're both, like, triggering memories of skating and stuff. Dude, it's it's awesome. So, oh, I mean, that's so cool. It, it's huge in the fact that I'm sure there's thousands, if not millions, of kids that feel the same way. So, I mean, that's that's sick. We need that to makes blow me up feel, the pod. Yeah, blow the pod. Uh, and so that that is like it. It excites me knowing that like we're kind of hitting the nail on the head here. This is this. Yeah, this is yes, good, bro. Right. So, all right, um, so. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna continue on. What what were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Continue on. I'll get it. I'll get it next one. Okay. So I'm going to continue on with like my my Christian upbringing roots. So obviously there's like a bunch of Christian pop punk bands and like metal and hardcore bands. We've all listened to them a thousand times. So my band that like start bring start bringing up the the most memories is going to be Relying K. Okay. That um that band I remember when my parents divorced and we moved to Fredericksburg uh like the first kid I ever really met in church gave me their album. A lot of people gave me their albums. My mom, um, we didn't really like, we weren't able to go like just buy shit whenever we wanted. So like, thankfully I had a lot of cool people in my life to give me shit. But anyway, um, that album, bro is, it was wrote for like teenagers and I'm in like, so it's still teenager dirtbag, but I'm in like seventh grade, bro. And I'm listening to these songs about breaking up with your girlfriend at college. And I'm in my room fucking <laughs> devastated. Like, bro. like, bro, I can totally relate. Bro, I am in my room. Big booty got bitches, this bro. Shit. I am dying, bro. I am like, I'm right there with you, Matt. I fucking get it, man. She's gone. And bro, I've never had a, like a steady, I had the goth girlfriend at that one point. And I'm like, bro, I get it, man. These bitches. And, <laughs> And so, dude, I am like, it was ridiculous that that music, like, put me in the state of, like, I'm dying. I'm emotional. I need to take my hair and grow it out and flip it to the side. 
Like, <laughs> so like, I remember I um, ended up going to a friend's house, burning every Reliant Casey CD up to that point. And um, just like emotionally, like listening to it. Like I'm, I've got my fucking hoodie on in summertime. I've got my hood up. I'm looking out the window like my mom just like shot my dog or something listening to Reliant K. So it, that was like my first emo experience. And they're not even emo, bro. Like listening to them now, they're like, it's something I listen to when I'm in a good mood. So um, two things. One, I need to think about what would have been my first actual like emo album. And so you don't, two, you don't think it was something on your list already? No, it's not. Nothing okay. to do okay. with my list. Now that I actually like I'm looking at it and think about it and you've brought it up, mm-hmm. I totally forgot the emo phase of our lives. So like oh, I, I don't didn't, dude. I went hard on the emo <sighs> phase. I don't even know what would be mine. Maybe Bullet for My Valentine. But you were never like an emo kid, were you? You were like Oh you were like this. I'm gonna fucking... get in <clears throat> I'm gonna okay, get I'll... into it with one of my albums of like right. where I went. Um, like once the like the skating phase was out and like the like the teenage dirtbag shit went out and it went right. into like the next phase, but no, I really never had an emo phase. And then the second thing, I never listened to Reliant K. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I'm I kind really of understand surprised that. that you haven't asked why they're not on the playlist because I've never listened to them. Well, I, I mean, if tell you look you at one song, I mean, are you gonna check them out now? I'm going to have to. Yeah. So like, yeah, you probably should read a fucking book like once <laughs> in your life. Um, so they're on a lot of podcasts because they had like, I'm sure you've listened to it and didn't know it. You you've probably had to, if you've listened to any fucking Y2K early two thousands playlist, you've listened to Reliant K. Um, uh, I'm sure. But dude, they're like, they were just such a good band for me at the time because like, that was a really shitty time because obviously my parents got divorced. I'm going to a whole new place. Um, I grew up in the fucking country. I'm going to the city, not fucking cool. Uh, and like, I met these kids that introduced me to all these like bands that I was like, yo, this kind of vibes like a, like a good Charlotte vibe. And then like, I obviously got into some more, like more emo type shit. And uh, I got into more like heavier music through that, but it, it was, it was a time when things sucked and I was able to listen to music that made me feel like someone else's life sucked just as much. So that, that was like a really, that, that band will always probably be like top two bands for me. That's so wild that you brought up the emo phase. It's like, it triggered another memory for me. I'll never oh, forget. Exactly, dude. Uh, when I, when I used to have long hair, uh, when I had the mullets you, and stuff, bro, you had like a fro at one point, didn't well, you? I had, Do I, I had remember the, that correctly? <clears throat> yeah, I had the fro okay. and, uh, my hair is mad curly when I grow it out. But like this was recently, um, maybe within like the last, I don't know, seven years. Uh, it, it, it's been however long group chats have existed. Um, it was me, you and Nick in the group chat. And it was when I had like the mullet, but it was real like the mullet mohawk thing where it was real long on the top. Right. 
And I just got out of the shower and my hair was kind of like swooped like the old emo shit. And I sent you guys a picture (laughs) and I was like, about to go eat my peanut butter and raw sandwich. (laughs) I fucking hate you. I do not remember that at all, but God, I I was never, um, like the raw XD type. You never had the fucking cookie monster fitted hat, dude? No, fuck no, bro. (laughs) Fuck no. I always You never wore your jammies to school, bro? Nope, nope, bro. I am straight like, um, so we all remember when like dudes started wearing girl jeans. I was skinny jeans, skater shoes, and fucking like a, like a Hurley. Cause remember Hurley was big back then. I still have Hurley clothes. Dude, I don't, I'm not emo anymore. Uh, (laughs) But no, I had a Hurley hoodie and like a black beanie. Like I literally was like, I was sad. So I, I, I always wore the fat ass skater shoes and Dickies. See, you're, you're in the fucking, you're in like the Caroline ghetto at this point. But they were like Dickies in the sense of that's what we skated in was our Dickie shorts and pants. And then we had okay. our band tees. Well, as quick as skating came in for me, it left because then I started like playing music and I was like, I can't fucking skate. I could ollie really good, but I was never good at skating. I still love skating. I watch skating all the time, but I am fucking. I wouldn't say I was good at skating, but I was definitely very decent. Like I was better than like majority of my friends. I could never land tray flips, which I tried for years and years and years. And that was the one trick I always wanted to land. Mm -hmm. But like my best trick was hospital flips. And like I could double kick Dude, flip yeah. and varials and heels and switch and faking and all that, but I could never land tray flips, bro. Bro, I landed a click flip once. So, you know, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm gonna wear the shoes still. Mom Me and my Christmas. cookie monster fitted all the fuck bro, out. No, fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck that, bro. I, I could never, but yeah, that that started my emo phase, man. And I'm talking like I got I got Another one that's pretty, another band that's pretty close to that, that's going to remind me the same part of that. And I'm going to repeat something because it's going to be funny as shit to me. It is. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and and in mine, that is, that is my seventh going into eighth grade emotional state band. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about what I would call if I could even call it an emo phase of what definitely bullet for my Valentine comes to mind, but I would have to really like think maybe Hawthorne Heights a little bit. Right. Which they're, they're, they're definitely an emo band, but I never listened to them until I was like 22, 23. (laughs) Never listened to him. Never got into him. I was like, shit, bro. Virginia's for lover. Fuck. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm going to pick number five for you. So five's the honorable mention. So you got okay, um okay. you got two and four left. Oh, okay. So I gotta wait. So I feel like I'm gonna hate two and four. Uh that's why I've been dodging it. I had two good picks. I'm gonna go ahead and go with four then if I can't have five. It's literally gonna be your favorite one out of my entire fucking list, bro. Okay, let's hear it. All right. So my fourth album is fucking Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish, and the hot dog flavored water. Trash. <laughs> I fucking hate that band, but I have stories about it and I want to hear 
your side of that band. I'm going to be open-minded while you're telling so, me about a band. So again, bro, we did not plan any of this. And and like, we just had the talk about like your emo phase with Reliant K and everything. And I'm like, I have an album of the phase that I went through, but it's not emo, blah, 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 blah. And then you picked the fucking album. <laughs> it makes sense too. Cause I'm thinking of you with the fro and the fucking Dickies right now. And I'm like, Oh cool. He listens to Limp Biscuit. So oh fucking, no, dude! That was that was pre biscuit. Really? So it just yeah. got worse after that, then. Yeah, dog. That was before <laughs> I was limping with the biscuit. All right, just fucking go on with the biscuit, bro. I, I'm I'm ready to get this part over with. So this album had nothing to do. Like the memories that this album brings me back to had nothing to do with like me playing drums or anything to do with music or skateboarding. This album has everything to do with what a toxic little fuck it made me, bro. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good band. Let your children listen to this shitty band. And here's what you're going to turn into. Go, so go like, ahead. Let's I, hear it. Like I wouldn't say, uh, like I wouldn't say fuck boy, because I, I don't think I've ever been a fuck boy, and also that term didn't even exist when we were kids. But that's it true, definitely made me a douchebag. I'm gonna say the word little shit. Is that uh, is that in the ballpark there? I, I you would have to amplify it by like two more. So whatever little shit times two or to the like second a, power. Like a, like when someone looks at you and they're like, "You're a little fucker," you know that? Even even a little better than that. All right, well, I'm going to have to let you explain then. So, like, like it, it just turned me so toxic, bro. Like, I would, like, I would, that was when I started, like, cheating on girls. So like, I would Jeez. go out and. <laughs> I did it for the nookie. Wait, 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 it gets better. It gets better. So, I would go out, right? And I would cheat on this girl that I uh, I dated in high school. Bro, she was perfect. She did nothing wrong ever at all, right? And I'm like, right. cool, you deserve to be cheated on. So, I would go out, cheat on this girl. She'd find out because women find out everything like we've already discussed oh, yeah. and she would dump me like on the spot. Fuck you. Get out. So like, I'd be in her house. She'd find out. She would dump me and I'd have to play like the, I don't know what you're talking about. So I would walk home, which was like a three mile walk home. And the whole time I'm walking home, bro, I'm sending her Lip biscuit lyrics from this album. <laughs> you are fucking worthless. <laughs> from the song boiler like i remember doing this i'm walking across the fucking spillway to my parents house from her house and i text her with the lyrics from boiler where it's like why'd you have to go and be somebody like you why'd you have to go and hurt somebody like me how could you do somebody like that i hope you know that i'm never coming back <laughs> And the whole time I'm writing this shit on a Verizon rumor slide phone, bro. Oh it was my God. first cell phone I ever got. I was like, because like everybody around me had cell phones, bro. I did not get, my parents did not give me a cell phone until I was 16 years old. I don't remember my age. I can't remember, but it was definitely 10th grade. So mine was uh, 10th grade too, but it was Christmas of 10th grade that I okay. got it. Oh, dude, so same. And it I would have been the summer flipped. after that. Okay. I got mine at Christmas of 10th grade. Uh, mine was a flip that had like the little buttons you could listen to music going on the top. Yeah. Didn't have, I didn't have fucking internet, so I couldn't listen to music. So 
I got I got tons of stories. About yeah, but even life. people with internet couldn't listen to music because we'd go on BearShare or LimeWire and just put a bunch of viruses and everything. <laughs> Dude, we trashed our parents' computers. <laughs> so that's what that album makes me think of. But like, like I and even more of that. Like I think that album right there, before I even knew it was happening, birthed K Shay. But I liked K Shay. Yeah, but you but like K-Shay was how a toxic Kshay yeah, was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I was fucking angry at that point in life. Like Still I was am. toxic as fuck, dude. I literally was picking fights with the biggest people in the music scene as Kshay. Like I that's have true. that Fredericksburg is for the F word song. Yes. Back when you could say the F word. Yeah. Like I had that, bro. Yep. I wrote an entire diss song. About a girl that I had nothing, not a knowing, nothing about. That that yeah. I Love Haters song. It's all for the nookie, bro. Exactly. But like that album made me think of like, like the, the start of that point in my life where I just went toxic as fuck. It made me think of like, because I, instead of like skinny jeans and all that... I mm. went to Jinko jeans and Chuck Taylor's. Jesus. Now fully I had, blacked I had the fuck jeans. out with like spiked hair. And my parents used to buy me uh this like this gel that would turn your hair blue. So in the morning I'd get yep. up and like spike my hair and just like put Jesus. blue in it. Yeah, bro. And it made me think of do you remember fuck bracelets? The ones that were like black and you had to put two together and if you broke it. Like you had to fuck that person or whatever. Yeah, dude. So like you could go to Spencer's yeah, I never got Hot the, Topic uh, yeah. and get like they had all the colors for them. And for some reason, I only remember black and red. I'm not going to say what red was uh, around I here. I was, I, I was want to talk about the that. Black, the black bracelets. Was- but yeah, like if, if somebody had the bracelet on and you ran up and you broke their bracelet, that means that they had to fuck you. Yeah, so I never got that uh, deal ended uh, on my end. So, no, uh, nobody did, bro. Yeah, really, really appreciate the fucking false advertisement. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Cool. I did it all for thinking that I was going to get some nookie. Bro, so here's, here's like, this is where life splits off for me and you. Because here I am fucking crying about my college girlfriend I'm going to have that breaks and up And I'm me. giving them a reason to cry, bro. You're, you're sitting in a fucking limp biscuit. <laughs> Text messages and fucking Lake Landor or wherever the fuck or Lake Caroline, whatever. And you're fucking walking home. Were you even upset or did you? Were you just like, no? Oh, fuck no, dude. The whole bitch. time, the whole time I'm doing that, I'm texting like five other females. Jesus Christ, bro! Limp Biscuit ruined you. Oh, dude, it was awesome. But like to 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 talk more about the album, I love that album, start okay. to finish. It is one of the greatest albums in my opinion of that era that's why i made the top five um when we when we get to the music review session or the episodes i'm gonna spend a lot of time on that album um i still listen to it at least one to two times a month um i remember when that album first came out i believe the the hit record that first dropped off of it was uh roland Rolling, and, rolling, rolling. 
Yeah, and I'll never forget when that song first came out because, like, I would always sing it when it would come on uh, MTV because that's when you you wake up and you throw on MTV and they're 100%. playing all the music videos before you go to school. And I'll never 100%. forget when that song came out and I would get up and I'd be spiking my hair, turning it blue, throwing my Jinko jeans on with all the fucking chains and shit that weighed more than my actual body weight. Jesus, and, like, I would dude. be singing it. And he goes, uh, uh, hands up or hands down. I always thought he said, pants up or pants down. Oh my God, I forgot <laughs> you told me about that. Yeah, bro. I always thought he said that. And I'm like, fuck that. They need to have the pants down. Pants down. My man put the pants down. <laughs> so, so yeah, dude. dude, but that's so typical because like, um, I was uh, huge fucking waking up early so I could get to MTV. Because like, I would catch the end of Headbangers Ball. Yes. And then I would get into like, so I'm talking like. um, But that was when Headbangers Ball was more like Pantera and Metallica. Exactly. So, I mean, I was used to listening to that stuff with my dad already. But like, so I'm talking like this is the era when uh, Panic at the Disco was playing Shakira. Um, that's another Pink. emo band, Panic at yes, the Disco. Okay. Huge. That, that'll be my honorable mention. Nine in the Afternoon was a great song. Um, That was on a, a mixtape someone made me. So fuck that song. Um, goth girls, but no, like that'll that'll be goth girls will ruin your life. How are you? That is where my uh, m- like my honorable mention will go because like that band's good, but I, I don't have too much to talk about it. Limp Bizkit, yeah, no, it's, it's a good band, trash. So, here's the story I had a shelf in my room, mind you, I'm fucking like 10, nine to 10 years old, right? I would collect stickers, I would find them at the at the like doctor's office. I would uh, go into magazines when we went to the grocery store and find stickers they had in the middle of them, like in skates magazines or fucking like BMX magazines. And they would sometimes have stickers in the middle where like you could send the cardboard thing off to get a subscription. Yeah. Yeah. So I would find those stickers and I had a big shelf that I kept everything on. But one part of it, it was really hard to get to and it was against the wall. So that was my sticker hiding place. I would stick it on the side of the, on the shelf. Nine years old, never heard of the fucking band. I had a sticker that said, fuck Limp Biscuit," <laughs> And I put that motherfucker on there. I was like, yeah, fuck that band. And I didn't even, well, I didn't say that because so I, I didn't even know what it was. Guy. All right. Huge pants up guy. <laughs> um, I, I didn't even know what it was, to be honest with you. But now I stand by nine-year-old Lucas, fuck Limp Biscuit. But that is... Even though I don't like them and never got into them, that is a huge part of 90s culture. I mean, they were at 100%. Woodstock. Like the 99, was it 99? It was 99. Yeah, yeah. The, like the one that fucking exploded, essentially. Yes. They were there, weren't they, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, hell, they were They were what essentially started the demise of that show. Right. So, I mean, like, when, when you talk about Limp Bizkit. Because they played break was, stuff, and the dude was like, I want to see you kill people. Yeah. So, um, Limp Bizkit's bad for your health. So we've established that. Oh, it was, but, it was, <clears throat> I mean, mentally, I need to go back and to listen to episode one again to like, you know, like balance myself out. But that, that band just made me so toxic, dude. Dude, that's, that's and I just, appreciate them for that. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to literally all your exes and, and just apologize. I'm, so, I'm sorry for the nookie problems. Okay? Bro, that's going to take you a little while. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. So all right. before we go to the next album, 
I want to do something. Oh my God. Is it, are we on the same page? Cause I was just about to bring it up. Exactly. Okay. So this, this, we did plan I can say this, we did plan. Yes. I Mine's don't remember not be as who good as thought yours. of it. You, it was you. It was all, all right. You. So I'll explain it then. So I told Lucas, we're going, we're, we're picking these bands and albums and we're tying them to memories. And it, we started talking about like when we were in school, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, the fucking perfect segue from one to the other would be to go into our yearbooks and look at shit that people wrote us in our fucking yearbooks, dude. What better way to say teenage dirtbag than to go back into your yearbook and look at what people wrote you? Because, I mean, I graduated in 2009. And uh, I'll say this before we start. 2008 or 2007 to 2008, somebody stole my yearbook, so I don't have that. Really? Yeah, it was in the gymnasium. I'll never forget it. Fucking did it was it during nookie, gym dog. class, yeah. Uh, then 2008 to 2009, that was when I turned into the drummer Kyle that wants to be in a metal band. Uh, I don't want anything to do with school. I'm not good at it. I don't like anybody here. Limp Bizkit made me so toxic that I've kind of fucked up all relationships from every direction I could ever have. So Jeez. I just I I would go to I'd skip first period. Because I had a, a, my history teacher was also the football coach, and I used to give him discounts on all the pizza he would order for his team because I worked at Domino's after I got out of school. And uh, he let me skip his class and he would give me a B for it. Hell so, yeah. like, I wouldn't even get to school until like 8 30 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And I only had two classes that I had to go to, and then I was fucking out. So right. I, I didn't talk to anybody, I didn't want shit to do with anybody. A lot of it was my own fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. But, no doubt on that one. So all of my shit is going to be like 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. Okay, that's I, I only have two because I uh, I was the new kid in school a lot of times. So I didn't really know too many people. I have but 12. I have two that stuck with me. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. fine. I'm down to make fun of you with them, hopefully. I, 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 hope, they, I hope they make you laugh. Oh, they're, I'm, I've been fully prepared. Mine are depressing. So, jeez. Oh, so, you want me to start? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. You so, you have start. two. I'll read six. You read one. I'll read six. You read one. Okay. All right. So, I got stories behind one of them, though. So, I, I have no stories. These are, I okay. don't even know who the fuck wrote these. I couldn't tell you. Maybe one to two people. But other than that, you'll see that I have no idea. So, some guy wrote in my yearbook, don't know which one this is, said, See ya, Chico. Still don't have my drugs. Tito. Don't know who it is. No fucking clue. No. Uh, the next one I got <clears throat> was from Derek. He said, Canadian bacon, yo mama. And and I guarantee you don't even remember what the joke was. Do you? No, not at all. Nothing. nothing. I have no idea the meaning behind any of this. No fucking clue. And then I think I wrote this one down, or I took a picture of this one, because I don't know what people put in yearbooks nowadays. Um, but this seemed to be like a trend that was going on back when I was in uh, late middle school, early high school right. was, uh, I had a girl named Lacey take my yearbook and signed it upside down. And she wrote, I'm the clown who came to town to sign your yearbook upside down, dot, 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 ha ha, hags, cats. <laughs> Motherfucker, What? <laughs> What the fuck were y'all doing up here? Like, I want to know, do people still do hags and cats? 
dude. So uh, I can uh, honorable mention, I guess I didn't write it down. Thousands of hags. Like, I guess that's what you write when you have nothing else to say. Like, hey, hags, kid. You know, I don't know your name. You kind of fucking suck. Have a good summer. You li- you listen to Limp Bizkit, hags. <laughs> no, trash. <laughs> anyway. All right. That was that is the dumbest shit I think I've ever heard anybody say. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, this one's a little dumber. Uh, so I think this is number four. I'm black. You're white. I'm the first to sign your crack. And they wrote it in the seam of the, like the middle seam of the yearbook. Really? No name. I have no Nothing. idea who signed. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I do remember the crack thing. Like I'm the first to sign. Your okay. Crack. Okay. I do cool. remember that. Don't remember it being you're black. I'm white or I'm black. You're white. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's Caroline County. <laughs> uh, all right. Number five, uh, Cassie. This was the first girl I ever kissed. Uh, she kissed me. It was scary. Um, the true. She said, Hey babe, have an awesome summer. Kinky flamingo. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Uh, number Bro, six. How, <laughs> how old were you? What grade is it? Was that in? I don't know. Uh, from the looks of the book, I think this might be ninth grade. Motherfucker, did you even know what the word kinky meant? No, no, not at all. You were dating some older women. Uh, she was two years older than me. I Definitely think. pants down, right? A hundred percent. You live okay. life okay. pants down, dog. Uh, my my number six is uh, somebody named Jason wrote Jason, and then under it they wrote bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god, that that's good. I love that, Jason. Bitch, <laughs> that's good, bro. All right, give me one of yours. I got one, bro. Seventh grade, and this kid went to church with me, right? Uh, Daquan. Don't get jumped this summer, hags. <laughs> That's all he wrote. Solid bro. advice, like, bro. I was like, what the fuck's that mean? He was that like, literally jump, is this day's keep it 100. Dude, I'm telling you, I that has stuck with me. I didn't even like when we were talking about the yearbook thing, I didn't even have to go look for that one. I just remember that. I remember that like it was wrote in there two minutes ago. Oh, that's so awesome. So, dude, I have I've, one kind of like that. Uh, okay. All right. Number one. Uh, so this was my nickname in high school. Uh, he didn't write his name, but I remember his name. His name was Kevin. He said, Hey shroom, see you in summer. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Did they call you shroom because of your hair? Yeah. Cause I had the Jufro. Okay. Uh, all right. Number two. Hey, was W A Z up with the up arrow. So, Hey, was up booby. I think that was something that they called me, but I don't know who wrote this. And then they said, keep your pimp hand strong. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, yeah, I do remember that being a thing. Yeah, hey, that, hey, what's up, booby? Keep your pimp hand strong. The pimp hand strong thing was huge. And, I'm, dude, I'm talking like here, you know, where I live back in the sticks, these fucking rednecks saying, hey, brother, keep that pimp hand strong. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely, I remember that. All right, number three. This was from a girl named Daisha, this beautiful um, African-American girl. She said, Kyle, stay crazy, white, and sexy. Da da, AKA, oh. AKA Daisha. Or maybe she meant Day Day. <laughs> stay white and sexy, my man. 
right, here's 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 mine. Uh, like I was telling you about the other one. All right, this is from Darius. He said, "Have a good summer, white boy." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Short to the point, baby. Dude, that's so good. All right, I think that this is, is so good. Oh wait, I have two more. Okay, uh, this is from Roger. Hey, baby. You make me horny. See you next year, Roger. Damn. <laughs> Roger's Rog a pants man down. <laughs> pants man down. Uh, like, he's a uh, pants down man. I'm an idiot. So, I had to end it with this one. Because, hold up, let me... Yeah, this is my last one. All right, so I had to end it with this. And it flows so perfectly that we just talked about my Limp Bizkit phase. And how I got so toxic. So, this girl named Taylor, uh, she wrote... Stop cheating. <laughs> Pants up, for sure. Yeah. She wrote, stop cheating, Taylor. <laughs> That's so awful, bro. I can just imagine y'all are just like ratchet motherfuckers. Oh, dude, I was a school. motherfucker in school, bro. Because like all through middle school, when me and Taylor became best friends, not uh, boy Taylor, not girl Taylor that wrote, stop cheating. Um, right. When me and him became best friends from sixth grade to uh, we split paths in 10th grade. And that's when Cody became my best friend. We were we were kind of popular. Um, mm-hmm. And I will definitely say we we used that to our advantage as as every like as much as we could. And right. uh, that's why near the end of school, I had no friends. <clears throat> Trash. For yeah. The nookie. Uh, I had to pull the pants up because I had no choice. <laughs> All right. I became a pants fan. <laughs> um, so this is one. my last one. This is my last one, and this ties into two of the bands. Okay. Um, that I listened to. So there was this girl. So I got so I got my uh my phone in tenth grade, right? Right. I got it in Christmas time, and I immediately text every female that i had ever gotten a number from did you text the goth girl fuck no bro i don't even remember i don't even remember her name do you have her name and phone number and location no 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 and no no not worth it anyway so um there was this one girl that i uh you know i didn't get to the eighth grade yearbook i had just went through like seventh and ninth grade so it's summertime in 10th grade going into 11th i'm fucking chilling um, you know, just got my license and stuff, got my phone. Uh, and I'm like, man, let me look through my eighth grade yearbook. So I grabbed this thing, first page, this girl. And she was like, Hey, hit me up sometime number. I was like, click fucking text her right away. Got an answer that became a two year fucking nightmare, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so was I she am, listening to Limp Biscuit. No, bro. I'm listening to Simple Plan and fucking Anne Berlin at this point. That's another I band am, I never listened to. Really? Yeah, I never listened to Anne Berlin. It's probably because you're too busy being a piece of shit. Anyway, oh, a hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent, dude. I'm still. I'm. I was in my emo phase like I whole life. So I am fucking being like sappy, fucking like uh the song like I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. Like, bro. Again, 10th grade, just got my license, on the football team, doing good in life. You were on the football team? Yeah, I played football ninth, uh, like, actually, 6th through 10th grade. 
Really? Yeah. What does a ginger do on a football team? Are you the mascot? No, no, no. You soak up the sun so the quarterback doesn't really have beans <laughs> plays on him. Um, that was the perfect response, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. A plus. Yeah, yeah. A plus. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, so that those bands and that yearbook thing brings me back to being like in this relationship. It was my first like real high school relationship. And like I am being sappy, sending these songs, things would go wrong. I'm like, life that. is a nightmare. I feel and that. just losing my fucking mind yet again about, you know, the girl that I had been like, oh, this is this is what Relyon K was talking about, bro. And <laughs> So like, and it ended badly. I should have never sent that text out. It was bad on both parts. And then it like took me into my next band that I'll talk about um, that just ruined my fucking senior year, bro. So like I, when I think of those bands, they're two of my favorite bands, but I'm, I'm thinking like fucking just devastating shit that high schoolers go through where like, you and your girlfriend are having bad times and your life is over. You might as well just fucking, you know, pack up all your shit, move out because your life's over. There's nothing anybody can do about it. I'm not going to eat. I'm just devastated, bro. I'm fucking 16 and devastated. So is this about to be the most perfect segue ever into your final band? It is, but I have two other things. One, I need to hear another album. I need to hear your last album. Okay. And I have another thing that all this music like brings me to. Okay. Should I do the honorable mention first and then do my final album or should I save the honorable mention for after? Bro, it's, it's, it's up to you. Let's save it for after. All right, cool. So last album, number two on my list is going to be, and it has to be, um, which again, the way that you've mapped this list out by guessing you saved my favorite for last. And that okay. is Slipknot Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses. Hell yes. So this album shaped me, like I, like I was talking about Blink-182's album, you know, like steering me in the direction of drumming. This album shaped me into who I wanted to be as a drummer and what type of drummer I wanted to be, dude. I right. like. How old were you at this point? Like what, what uh, age this were was, you? This was 04 when the album came out. So okay. that's, uh, I'm bad at math. That would have been 18 years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, this is like 31 minus 18. Bro, I don't know. I don't read. Uh, I'm for uh, <clears throat> chat. Um, I was that age. Um, but that, that brings you into like a couple years past your like initial drumming lessons. This would have been three years post blink 182. Okay. So, this is when I found out. So, like, all right. So, it goes blink 182. Going to drum lesson lessons, learning funk grooves and sheet music, and then uh, reading "Take Your Pants and Jacket," uh, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" sheet music front to back of Travis Barker. Then it was like, now I want to learn um, the history of drums, and that's when I learned who Buddy Rich was. Okay. And there's always an argument whether him or Gene Krupa was the best drummer of all time. It's Buddy Rich. Hands down. You cannot you cannot name a better drummer than him ever. And uh so Joey Jordison for me was my generation's Buddy Rich. And I would study this man in a very unhealthy way. Like Rest I would in peace, by the way. 
so I'm going to get into that. Uh, okay. Okay. So I would study, uh, I, I had um, a DVD of theirs, and it was when they went on tour for this album. And uh, it was obviously after this came out um, and, and everything. And uh, he did a drum solo. Like, I understand Tommy Lee was one of the first ones to do it, mm-hmm. but he didn't do it like Joey did. This man right. strapped into a race car seat and the drum platform lifted in the air and it turned him upside down and back right side up and back down. And the whole time he's just doing the filthiest fucking drum solo ever, dude. Like I have goosebumps right now just talking about it. And I would sit there and I would I would play like three seconds of the drum solo and then I would rewind it, which sucks to do on a DVD player. And you would always, yeah, you would always miss it. So then I I would rewind it and I would watch that little segment again. And then I would go to my drum set and I would, I would play it until it was fucking as perfect as I was able to get it at that age with that experience. And, And I would sit there until I learned as good as I could that entire drum solo, dude, that album to me is like, like what, our gener or like our parents' generation would say about like Led Zeppelin and and things like that. Like, oh my God, dude. So like I can't stand when a celebrity dies and everybody goes to Facebook and is like, oh my God, this hurts so much. Like, bro, you didn't know him. Shut the fuck up. I can't right. stand that. Um but when Joey died, that like that actually got to me because of how much I studied his work. Um, and it started all with that album, dude. Right. Well, I mean, like, that was... Um, so, like, that's... I guess that would be, aside from, like, Barker, that would be, like, your first real idol and, like, person to look up to. Which is the weird thing, because I wouldn't even say that Travis Barker, even today or back then, was ever one of my idols. Um, well, not so much idol, just like influence for drumming. Correct. Influence would be a better word. Uh, I've only ever had two idols when it came to drumming. That was Buddy Rich, Joey Jordison. Right. Which are two very solid people to look up to. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was even uh, when I got my sleeve done on the top half and the way it wraps in, in uh, sheet music, I asked my tattoo artist at the time that if I could find... Buddy Rich's sheet music from one of his solos, if he would use that to tie the whole top half of the sleeve together. And I could never find really? it for some reason. But then right. again, that was, I don't know, fucking 10 plus years ago. So obviously the internet wasn't available with things like that. Yeah. That's, that's a really sick thought though, man. And like that, that memory, like, so you're, you're in your parents' basement still at that point, right? Yeah. 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 Like grinding that out. And that's, that's insane, man. And, uh, it wasn't long after that album. Uh, it was only a matter of like, because I mean, you had that album come out, and uh, and then you had Avenged Sevenfold come out, and when they, uh, oh my God, when Waking the Fall, I don't know how Waking the Fallen didn't make the list, um, right. but it just didn't because of everything else that these albums bring to my mind. Um, if we did a yeah. top six, that would definitely make the list. But okay. Because it was like Slipknot was study Joey, be just like him, 
and then Avenged Sevenfold steered me more towards that style of music and then I got in a band so it like I don't know it's just like a timeline of where everything ties together and it starts with that style of music it starts with that album right so I, I hold that album very dear to my heart yeah that was a really good album too yes it was and and to learn that is I, I couldn't even fucking start man yeah dude I mean I would study that album front to back like I mean I would because when I was playing drums at that age, it was eight hours a day in the summertime. And then, uh, you know, I'd get home from school and just play drums, which shout out to my parents for, you know, not taking my drum kit from me or killing me because I mean, I was constantly on that thing. That's sick though, man. I mean, that, that's such a good memory. Um, So yeah, especially from being that band. Um, so now we got your last one. All right, so my last one is uh, is probably my all-time favorite band. Uh, it's Emery. Okay. Uh, probably another band that you haven't listened to. Yeah, no. No, I haven't. Um, which, I mean, we can tell from like this podcast. Is, yeah. like, you were on one side and I was on the other. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so, and we just like, beat in the middle with a little bit of Good Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Good Charlotte was on <laughs> fucking cue and then we just fell off. So everybody stopped listening to the podcast. And now I'm just talking to you. But uh, so... Uh, Emory was like the biggest point in my life where I was like, man, I'm going to get my lip pierced. Okay. I'm going to get a tattoo on my wrist and I'm going to get my lip pierced. And, uh, I might even wear a headband at some point with my long hair. (laughs) So like they were, they were my peak emo, um, like phase. Okay. And now was your hair longer than when I met you during this phase? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, um, seventh and eighth grade, it was long. Okay. It It was, is very long. I had to cut it in ninth grade and then I like kept it kind of short, but it was still long. I forgot that you saw me with long hair. Yeah. It was when you were doing your donkey kick two step donkey kick. Uh, but yeah, so that, that was the band that's always going to be like, um, they all as like a band have had so much shit, like they're way older than us, but they've all went through like the shit that I've been through, like divorce, depression, fucking problems with church. And problems with people and so were they like, a Christian I, band? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um I still but like they they weren't like they weren't over the top with it, man. It was just good emo music. And they uh they really were like a band that I could I, I remember multiple nights. Like my, my mom got me this C D player that was really cool. It hung on the wall and it like lit up blue. I and remember those. Do you remember? And it had like it had like the middle, the fucking the, the yo, yeah, the CD player in, and then it went back down. It had the speakers on the side. Oh, that's so crazy! Yeah, mom got me one of those, and she was like, "Just put it on a shelf." But I was an idiot, and I was like, "I'm hanging it on the fucking wall." <laughs> so I hung it on the wall, and it had a remote and everything, which was really sick. And I would be up till fucking like, and I'm talking like, this band was huge for me from like my entire high school career. Um, I'd be up till like one, two o'clock in the morning, listening to this band on repeat because like I had such like a fucking terrible day. And this was the band that like I could fucking relate to because like I said, I I didn't have too, too many friends. Big shout out to Brian Gordon. I know we mentioned him already. Um, He was the first person I met when I moved to Fredericksburg. He's been an absolute solid human being ever since. Um, but he's a year older than me. We didn't go to the same school at the time. 
Um, that's so, so like, weird not to cut you off, but that's so weird that Brian and I used to go to the bus stop every morning and light yep. fireworks off. And then you knew Brian too. And then we end up becoming best friends. Yeah. Brian actually introduced us at a, at a show. Shout out Brian. Big fan, big fan of Brian, which I don't think he listens to podcasts, but if he ever listens to it, we love you. hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so that, that really brings me back to the time like where like um that got me into music that got me into like this is the only thing i have that will get me through these shitty times which going back it wasn't that fucking shitty man like i said earlier i am fucking devastated at one o'clock in the morning dealing with shit that does not affect my life at all (laughs) but at the time man it was like this is the only thing i have going for me is this fucking album this fucking god girl yeah dude Oh God, she, she ruined my life. No, not really. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's my like little emo list. I didn't realize it was emo until we started talking about it. Yeah. But, I um, completely forgot to think of that. Yeah. Like I, I just thought of like the bands I listened to, which I've been listening to them all day today. Um, one of my really good friends that listens to Emory too. I went and saw him today and we were talking about the band and like, I've, I've mentioned their podcast before. It's just like, it's one of those bands like, you know, um, that has affected me and stuck with me. And are they the and bad Christian still, podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do all that and <clears throat> they have, you know, they, they just do so much, man. And, and it's, it's one of those bands I'm so thankful for that. I still get to listen to here at 30 that with new music that I listened to when I was literally like drowning in my own fucking problems in ninth grade. So that's, that's exactly what that takes me to. That's awesome. I mean, shitty yeah, to go dude, through it sick. at the time, but that's awesome. Oh, dude. You know, it's typical teenage dirtbag shit, man. Oh, like, good way to end honestly, it, bro. There you I'm go. I'm telling you, bro. Uh, so before you go to your honorable mention, I wanted to bring up fucking the lunchroom. Oh, the fucking place. You don't want to talk about my lunchroom. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't give a fuck, dude. I, I got, I just, where you fucking went with your friends. I don't care about what was talked there, what happened. I just want to know what your favorite meal was. Oh, my favorite meal? Oh, dude. So, like, here's the thing, which I think is why I didn't mind being poor and eating trashy on a tour. Right. I love shit food. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like, I love just fucking garbage trash food. So, over over the fucking pizza or like the sausage breakfast bagels over the the pizza fridays cuz we had pizza i think every friday okay like over all that my favorite shit was the um like that really shitty slice of turkey that they would roll like the scoop of watered down stuffing inside of and then pour like yes. that, that liquid death gravy Say over it. Yes, yeah, bro. With the Say rolls, less. bro. The rolls were My the best part. God. Fucking right, bro. And the fucking mashed potatoes would never lick a salt on them motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck yes, bro. Oh, that like, shit dude, was so tell good. Me. That's why I love this fucking episode so much. Like, tell me you do not remember who the fuck you're sitting by, what you were talking about when you were eating that. Oh, 100%, dude. I'm telling you. And that, honestly, as fucked up as it sounds to say, that was one of the things I was most excited about having a kid about was like, in a couple of years, I'm going to get to eat that shit again, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Um So at my school, we had uh, calzones on Tuesdays and Thursdays. God damn. Yeah, we had bro. prison food, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're trash. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, you know, 
Don't get jumped. Um, so <laughs> I was huge when the cheese calzone, because I love cheese pizza. So like when the cheese calzone came out, it was always like my favorite day. I think it was on Thursdays, but bro. So, you know, my mom would put money on my account. She would put just enough to get a meal for kids, <coughs> right? Um, so I would always like flirt with the lunch ladies and be like, oh, I'm going to get, uh, just ring me up for a cookie. Just ring me up for one. I don't know which one. I didn't get to grab it. I was kind of pushed. Bro, I'd grab like fistfuls of those. <laughs> like I'm grabbing like five of them and I'm out. Charge me for one. I got a handful. Might even grab the whole fucking box. See, I remember during my Limp biscuit phase, I would go into school in the mornings like when they had those sausage biscuits because those were badass. I never got to school uh, early enough for the breakfast. Oh, I don't I even did, think bro. I ate breakfast. Uh, before my senior year, I was always able to get the breakfast before um, class started. And I would go in the lunch line and like I would grab like three sausage biscuits and like two chocolate milks. And then once I got a little further up the line, like in between lunch right. lady giving food and lunch lady um, taking your money, I would just stuff everything in my backpack except for like one sausage biscuit. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, you had to grind. You had to grind to get. It the was food hard going. work, bro. School, bro. Come you. on, bro. I'm telling real you. problems. So, like last thing about school, uh, that it was like one of my favorite memories. How fucking sick was it? All through fucking like kindergarten to senior year, the day before uh, Christmas break. I see. I don't know if I have any good memories to tie to that. Bro, I'm just saying, like, how fucking happy you were knowing you were getting ready to have a good-ass two weeks. Well, it depends. Like, um, up until up until my 11th grade year, I liked being in school um, just because of the popularity. Really? Yeah, because of the popularity. Um, gotcha. I, I was, See, I was on the other side of that spectrum, Yeah, I was. So I guess it's good that I didn't meet you. I right. was doing a solid So Your Oats uh, at a very young age. So I was... Right. I was a very active, very um, out there person. Um, so uh, summer breaks, now I'll get behind behind it 100% because that meant skateboarding, that meant um, partying and, and things like that, which I did at a young age. But uh, right. as far as like short breaks, uh, I would say I don't really have memories tied to them because I liked being in school then. But okay, not well, because of school, but because of people. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> um. So let's talk about your honorable mention and fuck Christmas, right? Uh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Uh. So uh. Before I get into it, I'll be re- I'm really surprised that with all of the Christian influence that I'm hearing from you out of these bands, I'm surprised Pod didn't make the list. But that's not like an emo band. That's a very heavy band. So I did. Um. I did listen to Pod Heavy. Um. Their album, their payable upon death album with like the little firefly on the on yep. the center of the cover. Yeah. Um has my favorite song ever on that. No what bullshit. Um I can't remember what it is. Um but n- no bullshit. It was I like, like the blue my, album, whatever that was. That was was that Kids of the Nation? No, it, that was that uh, was uh, Youth of the Nation was on that. It was Satellite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was satellite. satellite. Yeah, that was a solid fucking. Do you album, remember so- when they put out the album after the one that you just talked about? That I believe it had like a like a like an angel of death on it or some shit. That Christian stores wouldn't allow it in there anymore. Um, I think that was like was that Snuff the Punk. 
I don't remember. I'm almost positive that was Snuff the Punk. And that was put out in like 1999. Oh, no, um, this happened. What I'm thinking of, I thought happened way later. Yeah, but I do remember like uh, POD was really hard to get into Christian uh, music stores. Like it, like that was also the only place I had to shop. Like it wasn't like, oh, let's go to Walmart and look at the CDs. It's like, nah, uh, your Bible's torn. Let's go get you a new one. And I got to like graze over at fucking albums, bro. Like my mom made my youth pastor look at the albums that I got in order for me to listen to them. Holy shit. Because she wasn't really in the screaming. My mom's way different now. My mom. 100%. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, being a single mother, being like raised in her culture, coming from our small town, all this stuff was very, very uh, like different. Um, But uh, Revolution by P.O.D. Yeah, okay. I couldn't, there's so many one line or one word songs in that album that I forget which one it is, but it's Revolution. Gotcha. All-time favorite album. Um, I got it like your typical way I got that CD. My friend's older brother sold his Camaro and gave us, he was getting ready to go in the military, sold his Camaro and gave us a book of all his CDs, like the little God, like clear plastic shit. flaps. I miss yeah, those. Yeah, it, it was sick. And that's where um, um, I, I got that album. I mixtapes, bro. Dude, I got a lot of mixtapes when I was younger. And like it was when girls because, would fucking, or like you would burn a girl a mixtape of like all your favorite yep. songs and shit. Yep. And that, that girl that I, you know, was talking about in my, um, in my yearbook, I burned her like a thousand CDs and she burnt me a thousand CDs. So like, that was the cool thing about those CDs back in the day. It was like, you were able to find so much music, um, through other people. Like, do you I, remember do, what your guys is like? Did you guys have a song? Cause I actually remember my high school relationship song that we had. No, not at all, bro. We didn't, I, it, dude, it was just so, it was just so bad and like not good at all the whole time. Now, should have listened to girl, Biscuit, bro. She's, she's cool as shit. I, I'm not going to say her name on the podcast. No, it's not, not at all. No hard feelings or anything like that. Not but, at all. Um, no, it was just, it was just like, you know, I was, like I said, I was in my emo phase and, um, but like she got me into fucking like some rap, bro. I listened to rap, but it's still like, I was in my, I'm from a small town, bro. Like I never listened to rap at all. She got me into Biggie to fucking the game. Uh, she got me into Eminem and little Wayne was huge when we were in high school. So she got me into all that. And now that's music I still listen to today. So like, that was the cool thing about what we got to experience being younger, listening to mixtapes. That's going to be, I would have never found those bands. That's going to be the hard part about this podcast is like, I'm a diehard hip hop head. And, uh, you and I are not going to see a lot of the same things on that subject. So I think like sometime in the future, like, cause I want to do a hunting episode for you. Um, I think it would be coming up, baby. Fucking right. I think it would be cool to do a hip hop episode. Yeah. I mean, but you you do, I mean, I can relate in some sense. I mean, I do have Biggie Smalls tattooed on me. No, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's not what I I mean. I have like, uh, like opinions on East coast, West coast, I have a, like thoughts of, you know, how I feel about that, but I, I would totally be excited to dive deeper into like that world for you and 
like what it meant. Hundred percent, absolutely. That would be tight. So, hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. Um, so uh, we didn't go over your honorable mention yet. Oh, okay. So my honorable mention, rightfully so, which kind of ties in more with the biscuit side of things. Uh, so we're still pants down right now. Pants down, everybody. Gotta be Kid Rock, Devil Without a Cause. Okay. The reason why this didn't make the the absolute list is um, I feel like we were going more in a like a Y2K rock mm-hmm. style, and this was more on the side of rap rock. Yeah. Even though yeah. Biscuit's there too, but Biscuit's more like new metal. I agree with that, and especially the way they dressed, but like that age of Kid Rock was definitely your white trash fucking like country Detroit rapper. I fucking love that album, dude. I still listen to that one all the time. Which he was huge and, back then, bro. Huge. Yeah, when that's another thing that could, you know, be talked about in that hip hop episode is that Kid Rock and M were both from Detroit. Um they were both in a in a battle of who could get famous first. Kid Rock ended up taking off a little sooner. Um it, he went in a different direction than M once M finally caught traction. So like he ended up doing the the rock rap shit. Um, even though he was just like an MC when this first started, because that's kind of all that was around. But then he kind of like cultivated this rap rock shit, and it birthed Devil Without a Cause. And I mean, it's just a phenomenal album. Hell yeah, dude. So like, the re- another reason why this didn't make my list is it doesn't really bring back um, like so much like those kind of memories. Mm-hmm. It brings back like. Uh, for me with that album, it was, uh, uh, it was the first album I ever had with a parental advisory sticker on it. Cause my parents wouldn't allow me to get those. Um, so I would always go spend the summers back home in Buffalo. Right. And, uh, my uncle is who I would spend a lot of time with. <laughs> yeah. Hell yes, dude. Yep. So that's where you get your dirty shit. Yes. That's where you get your parental fucking warning CDs. Correct. Relative. So just to throw a couple things out there about my times with, with that was, um, you know, we would always get in a car, um, and, and he would take me to Louie's to get some slime dogs. And, and on the way to and from, I always remember listening to Eminem, which is where my love for that started. Um, right. when this album came out, uh, he had it, and I remember uh, listening to like Ball with the Ball and shit in the car. And then uh, the other album I remember that he had was a live set from the Family Values Tour in '99, which was Corn, um, uh, which they on that album was like Falling Away from Me. Limp Bizkit mm-hmm. did Nookie. Um, Primus had a song on there, which I don't remember which one. And then it was Stained, and they played Mud Shovel for the live recording. And the really? reason, yeah, dude. So like, I'm out of all of that though. I was like, what the fuck is this kid rock album? And he took me to get it. And it was my first album ever with the parental advisory sticker on it. And then like that made me think about the time where, um, it was a couple summers later. Cause like I said, that was 99, um, right. which would have been the Mathers LP one. And okay. then, uh, I was up there a couple, like, I don't know. I think Eminem show was like two years later. Mm-hmm. So I was at my aunt's house in New York. Uh, cause my parents dropped me off there for the summer. And, uh, I was listening to the Eminem show on the radio cause it had just come out the song without me. 
And right. did uh, that play a lot on the radio at that time? Oh, dude, it was it was nonstop. It was the biggest thing around. Because I mean, he just That's dropped sick. the Mathers LP, which was one of the highest grossing albums ever. Right. So I'm listening to this this radio station in Buffalo, and, and uh, they they all of a sudden they say, uh, you know, M's coming to to town at the HSPC Arena in Niagara Falls, and uh, it, it's the Anger Management Tour. And I'll never forget that shit. I called religiously to try and win those free tickets. And then I told my uncle about it. I'm like, dude, I didn't win the fucking tickets. He's like, it's no problem. We're going. I'm like, what? Yes, dude. So I'm like 11 years old, bro. And he takes me to the fucking arena. And uh, it was Eminem uh, as the headliner. It was Ice Cube uh, with – It was Ludacris with Shauna and DTP. And Papa Roach opened it. And Exhibit was also on it. Good night, son. Dude, it was incredible. And it was the album release tour for the Eminem show. And I'll never forget this, dude. I'm literally like 10, 11 years old. And the song that he closed the night out with was Stan, which is my favorite Eminem song of all time, dude. And uh, I'm getting goosebumps again. So like the, the chorus of the song would come on. And he wouldn't even say shit. He would he would just put the mic down and the whole crowd in this arena would just sing the hook of this song. And it was, oh my God, dude. One of the greatest memories ever. And that all Fuck started yes. from hearing that fucking Kid Rock song. If I would have never been in the car with him, I wouldn't have found M, Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit, Corn, Primus Stain until some point randomly in the future. Right, right. Like we all do find shit later in our lives. But that impacted your fucking dude. That was, that was a sick story. Yeah, dude. So good, good times. But yeah, so that's my honorable mention. That's all my shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I've I've had fun going down memory lane, man. It's uh, it's been cool. It's good to see that like shit that I connect with, you connect with too. It's so weird um, how everything yeah. segues so perfectly, and we planned none of it. Yeah, like no bullshit. I wrote my notes today. I'm not gonna lie. To you. <laughs> but uh, so. Um, just like we promised, we are going to end the podcast with talking about fundraising and uh, stuff that we see that needs to be supported. So Kyle left off last week that he wanted to look into helping out an MC. So I brought up uh, MC that I am a huge fan of and people that I think are doing really good things in communities all around the country. So uh, we'll have this plugged in on our show notes. Definitely something to look into, to donate to, to support. It's uh, they, it's for short called BACA. And it stands for Bikers Against Child Abuse. Um, now, these are like real fucking deal people. This is like a huge club that is so helpful to children that are being abused both at home, at court, in all the processes of what being like abused comes to. And they also are very good with helping mothers that are being abused as well. Um, I've never really seen too many instances of men being abused with their child, but I'm sure it ties into whoever the child's being abused with. Um, that right, part I'm not it's too sure. Essentially looking out for the child. Correct. So, I mean, like mom's tied to it, dad's tied to it, so on and so forth. But I mean, it's definitely like look them up on YouTube. This, I have seen videos of like 50 to 100 bikes roll up to watch a kid's house at night because the kid is scared shitless that they're 
abuser is going to come to the home and these dudes are staying at this house. I've seen videos and uh, things of 100, 200 fucking bikes rolling up to the courtroom where this kid is scared to death to testify against their abuser and you've got fucking 100 and some of the scariest looking people you've ever seen, both men and women that all rode up fucking with cuts on, tattoos, bikes, chilling, and they feel better because that club's there. Their friends are there. The kid gets a cut. I mean, they become part of a family. Like it is, in my opinion, people that are doing so much good for child abuse. So um, that, in my opinion, is just is a, is an amazing thing and something that this week we wanted to support. Well said. Hell yeah. Well, uh, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good, bro. All I'm, right, bro. I'm I real have, good. I'm gonna go. Yeah, Lim- I'm gonna go blast. listen to Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I'm gonna go find a fucking sticker on uh, Amazon or something that says "fuck Limp Biscuit" <laughs> so I can relive my childhood. All right, dude. Later. Later. <laughs>